Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to the Excel in Retirement Show. This is episode 40, and we are honored to have you here listening. My name is David Treese, and I will be your host. Back in my 20s, my early 20s, I started cycling. I played basketball in high school and enjoyed working out and staying active and, and have always enjoyed those opportunities, but they tend to diminish once you get into your 20s and so forth. And so all of my hobbies, though, start off simple. Then they evolve into expensive obsessions. You may have experienced something similar. You began learning how to play a new sport or a hobby, and you see a gadget or a jacket or something that's supposed to help you hit the ball straighter or ride your bike faster. Well, I started going to group rides. Well, group rides, you see all kinds of fancy toys that other people have, and uh, large groups of cyclists meet at a local bicycle shop for a group ride or something like that. But before I tell you that, let me tell you, this is how I got into cycling. I wanted to ride a mountain bike. I wanted to get into mountain biking. And so there was a local race that happened, I believe it was every Wednesday night. And I started going to that around Charlotte. And I was getting smoked. I was losing. And every once in a while, I would get in the top 10. But I went and talked to the guys that were winning these races. And they said, well, we ride a road bike uh, through the week. And then we just come out here and race mountain bikes uh, once a week or so. So we ride road bikes, though, because it helps our cardiovascular system and we're able to build endurance through riding on the road. So I said, I need to ride on the road then. So I started looking everywhere for a bike and I scraped together about 300 bucks and bought me a road bike. And I really got into it, started riding on the roads and as dangerous as it was. And I started going to these large group rides that would meet at local bicycle shops on Saturday mornings and stuff. And so one met at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. And it wasn't a social ride. You didn't go there to hang out and talk to your friends. It was a competition for who could ride off and leave the other cyclists the quickest. And it was exhausting, but I loved it. On one particular Saturday morning, there were about 25 people that showed up to ride. And I hadn't been riding for long, and I'd really not obtained enough fitness to competitively or comp competently ride with the Saturday morning group, but I guess my pride did not allow me to realize my deficiencies at that point. Almost immediately, I was huffing and puffing and struggling. We were about 20 miles into the 40-mile ride when I started bobbing off the back of the group. As I'm gasping for air, I see a rider coming up from behind me out of the corner of my eye. His name was Philip, and Philip effortlessly came riding up while literally finishing his breakfast. He had, on, he had his hand on his handlebars and another hand on his bagel, and he was eating it in the middle of the ride and just 
he he was fit. He didn't have the problem I was having. He gave me a casual head nod and rode to the front of the group and was talking to the other riders. I had never met Philip, but I knew I needed to start riding with him if I wanted to get more fit. And we eventually became good friends and went to races together. And he really helped me get better. And I was actually able to win a couple races over those years. And we were uh, in each other's weddings years later. And he, we developed a good friendship. The point is, is that we have to be willing to ask for help or ask, ask people to come alongside of us to give us assistance to help us when we need it. I see it all the time. People who have diligently saved throughout the years. They've been good savers, but they have no plan in place. They've got all kinds of cool investment funds, so to speak, like the fancy bike and outfit, but they've never been introduced to the idea of having a plan in place to ensure that outline goals are met. They haven't been around somebody who will help them get to where they're trying to go or develop a plan to help them efficiently uh, spend down their money and use it. Now is the time, though, to have a plan in place. One big reason is there's a lot of risk with the market. The market is hitting highs for no explainable reasons. Congress is promise, promising another round of $1,400 stimulus checks. We have ultra-low interest rates. And really, market commentators are growing increasingly leery of how this may turn out. Tom Siamatis, a chartered financial analyst who heads the investment division of AE Wealth Management, which I'm affiliated with, uh, recently said some interesting things in a letter he sent out. He's been in the investment business, though, for 30 years. He said, most will agree that the virus-induced shutdowns have hurt the economy and individuals. Policy mistakes were made over and over again, Priorities continuously shifted and people suffered. Now we have $1.9 trillion of stimulus moving through Congress that is meant to address and redress many of the problems these policy mistakes and shifting priorities created. He went on to say, hopefully this will alleviate much of the economic pain the country has endured. The problem is we've already borrowed and spent so much with so little to show for it, other than a massive increase in debt. Sure, some of the money will go towards small businesses and there will be payments to individuals, but much more will go to other causes that have nothing to do with pandemic relief. It will also take years to pay out and increase the size of government. Why does this matter? More debt means more interest payments, which equals less capacity to borrow in the future, and fewer funds available to reinvest in our economy and society. So what's the outcome? Tom continued, How is all this borrowing and spending possible? The Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's testimony before Congress this past week reaffirming the Fed will keep rates artificially low is one major reason. My question is simple. This is Tom talking. If things are improving, can we really pump all this additional money into the system and not expect bad outcomes? If rates remain low and the economy is booming with cash, what can happen? He continued, the sad truth is that with so much money out there, people will spend more and some may even do so recklessly. In response, it's likely that prices will go up and we'll have inflation. The Fed will have to act because it cannot ignore inflation forever, and history has shown that rates will go up and equity markets will decline. 
Inflation and the Fed's ultimate response are not the only things we should be worried about. The markets themselves will have a say in where we head from here. So at our firm, we align with portfolio managers that are forward-looking. Most stock market advisors will talk about past performance till they're blue in the face. But what this misses is the massive problems I've outlined in what Tom said here that we have in our economy today. So much debt means one thing. It means higher taxes. This is a math issue. You can look to Ed Slot, the retirement or the IRA expert that has written numerous books about this. We can look to David McKnight and others that will agree and concur that higher taxes are inevitable when the government is spending so much. And why this matters to retirees is because many of them have saved in tax-deferred accounts for retirement. So what this means is that it's going to be very difficult to have lower taxes in retirement as a result. We want to look to forward-looking models that are anticipating what could happen, not what has happened over the last hundred years. We didn't have all this debt over the last hundred years. We believe mitigating against market downturns also is essential to a sound investment plan. There are ways to productively grow our money while not having to leave it to the whims of the greater market. As time goes on, more and more firms will begin to realize, though, that educating their clients on the tax implications of their investments will be necessary. The days of being a stockbroker and a stock advisor are over, I think, because the brokers that are not providing advice and comprehensive advice will be putting their their clients in a disadvantaged state. So many of us have used these tax-deferred accounts to save for retirements, and this is crucially important information. While a good thing while we're working, 401ks and IRAs present challenges in retirement. Challenges like, as I've said, like never being able to lower our tax bracket in retirement. Some of us have come to believe, though, through uh, marketing or maybe advice from other people that they'll be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, but that's just not likely if we've got all of our money in tax-deferred accounts. If you don't want to end up at the back of the pack winded when it comes to your retirement planning like I was on the bike that day, then we need to get a plan in place so that you can be proactive, so that you can control what happens on the group ride like Philip was able to do and set the pace for what you are doing in your portfolio. When you're ready to begin looking at a comprehensive plan that factors in all the sides of financial planning, including health care and estate planning, your investments, social security planning, that's what we do. We would be honored to help you in any way we can. You can call our office at 864 641 7955. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. 
This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.